the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Yorma Kirko, and him, Ray Mack. And we're back down in our local juicer, Istanbul, James Joyce. Our sponsors, and you can also find us on Grow Radio UK, home of the biggest selection of podcasts, 24-7 a day. Yes, and this week's show is fuller than Santa's postbag in November after the naughty children have written to him. We've got the normal nonsense today, including Morgan Freeman reading a love poem. And we've got a German who got pummeled in a gay bar in America after using a word that he'd learned in Scotland. <laughs> Speaking about Santa's postbag, Jimmy, do you think it's too soon to put the uh, Christmas tree up this weekend? <laughs> Maybe a week or two, yes. <laughs> we got old Donny boy, Donald Trump back, and he's preparing Jimmy for his court cases with a rather pissed off talking dog and a criminal crab and a load of embarrassing Jimmy song lyrics. Very good. Well, we got a lot of interest in last week's colostomy bag song by Vigella that uh, Morgan Freeman introduced us to. So, shall we see what he's rustled up for us this week, Ray? Straight over to Morgan Freeman, Jimster. Yeah, well, now he's a regular contributor to the show. Let's do it. Hello, Shakers. I hope you've had a great week and enjoyed Vigella's song last week about the colostomy bag. Yorma and Ray have said that it's okay for me to read a poem of my own. So here's one I wrote about my wife last time I was on the road to show her how much I love her. It's called The True Way to a Man's Heart. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, even though your hair used to be blonder. I still fall head over heels when I think about your delicious meals. The True Way to a Man's Heart. Even if the lentils make me fart, the wrinkly show, you like to laugh when I tickle you in the bath. Though we've grown old as time has passed, I still think you've got a fine ass. You always put me at my ease and never judge when I squeeze cheese. <laughs> it's very meaningful, oh isn't it? <laughs> isn't it, jokes? <laughs> Basically, I think what he means is you're actually quite nice and I think about <laughs> bottoms a lot, either the shape of yours or what comes out of mine. <laughs> True way, Jimmy, to a man's heart. <laughs> well, Jimmy, we live and learn, pal. Oh, we do. We do. But I love it? how he got the uh, cheese part in. That yeah. was absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I used to know a guy who used to say that. Pardon yeah. me for squeezing cheese. It's funny that Morgan said it as well, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't just Jimmy. Uh, seriously, you know, the last two weeks it's been very, very busy, even as you look around today in the afternoon in James Joyce. Mm. It's actually quite busy the last two weeks. Probably, Jimmy, you know, this could be down to uh, the uh, Rugby World Cup, pal. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Football internationals as well. Yeah. I'm trying to wonder if the schools going back in Turkey would have anything to do with it, and maybe that just affects the traffic so much that people are that pissed off that they come into the pub. 
We do have a few people over there who are in school uniform. What are they doing? <laughs> There's a lot of parents in here. But I don't know if you've read the latest news, Jimmy. Curry banned for England's next two World Cup games. Now, Jimmy, that's a bit unfair, Jimster. Seriously. Curry. Yeah, because, Why? you know... Is that because of squeezing cheese? No, Jimmy. <laughs> it's a bit unfair, Jimsy. Seriously, because it's England's national dish and all. Chicken tikka masala, no less. Yeah, or it could be down to too much farting in the stadium. It could be. Could be. <laughs> so you mean the actual food? <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Tom Curry. <laughs> England's back row. Misses okay. two games, Jimmy. No, but seriously, can you imagine? <laughs> I've never heard of it, but I do know a good chicken tikka masala when I eat one. I bet you do. Or when I eat one. <laughs> or cook one. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, Jimmy, for a minute? Picture this. If, if Declan Rice got sent off against Scotland, we would have a curry and rice ban. <laughs> Jimmy, it was lucky the opposition player never ended up in a korma. <laughs> oh, I like it, right? I see what you're doing there. All right. <laughs> Are you enough. ready, Jimmy, to go straight over to true or false? Indeed. Mason, a fan of our show, Jimmy, mm. and uh, very popular on our show, Jimmy, once worked as a school teacher, but got fired for punching a student in the face after the student confronted Neeson with a knife, Jimmy. Mm. Uh, no, it's not true. Liam Neeson trained, or he started to train to be a teacher, I think, somewhere in the northeast of England. I think he might have been um, doing physics, even. And I think he yeah. quit halfway through because he realized that he just wasn't passionate about it. I mean, and decided he wanted to be an actor instead. So he went back uh, to Belfast or Antrim mm -hmm. and uh, joined a repertory company, is what I believe. Yeah, well, you're darting in all the wrong directions, Jimmy, and you're not hitting the bullseye palette. That is as true as the day that's in it, Jimmy. Really? Yeah, he fair play he, to him. He hits a student. Yeah, he seriously punched a student, yeah, in the face after the student confronted Neeson with a knife. Fair play to him, Jimmy. He wasn't going to be taken for a gobshite. Chalk it down, Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he did the right thing, Jimmy. No one should get the sack for defending oneself, Jimmy. In theory, theoretically speaking, I shit you not, Jimmy. Not going back to that bag again. <laughs> <laughs> sack. <Well. laughs> or bag, whatever. He shouldn't have got the sack for that, Jimmy. No way. He was defending himself, pal. 
He was. And I, uh, yeah, okay. I've, uh, it sounds so ridiculous. I've just checked it. And I'm I, realizing that you've either got this off entertainment.ie or belfastlive.co.uk. No, Jimmy, seriously, this doesn't tell the full story. The student threatened him over the phone. And Neeson said this, Jimmy. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired (laughs) over a very long career, pal. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you say sorry, if you say sorry now, that will be the end of it. I swear to God on my dog. Go on. Say, say it. Say sorry now. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you, pal. If you don't say sorry, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will thump you, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) And they wonder, Jimmy, why teachers are leaving in droves. They do. They do. (laughs) Our lean, Jimmy, an amateur boxer, school of hard knocks. Yeah, we'll push over. Yeah, uh, lame. You know, seriously, Jimmy. <laughs> back in the day when I was listening to the old radio, I always, Jimmy. I, I'm sure you're the exact same. And all the listeners out there on Black Milkshake, the lyrics of most songs, funny things, Jimmy. You don't really hear. Mm-hmm. For example, Hendrix's pivotal hit, "Purple Haze." Mm-hmm. I absolutely taught. Seriously, totally misconstrued. Hendrix's sexual orientation on the yeah. iconic hit. I know Excuse me. While I kiss this kiss. guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I always third, thought it was that yeah. too. Okay, good. Jimmy, the third question is... Can I tell you one? Pro- can I tell you one, first of all? Ah, you go on, you can. <laughs> what, one, I remember watching this on, uh, I think it was called, was it called This Morning with Richard and Judy? And they were yeah. foolishly did this section where they were inviting people to hear song lyrics that they'd heard wrong. And a guy phoned Ooh. in, I think he was probably a student, but uh, who, who was the song by? Was it called, um, you know that song, All I Got Now In My Defense Is My Innocence? Was it In Excess? Ah, In Excess! Was it In Excess or Simple Minds? I sometimes get them confused. I don't know, Jimmy. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, well, you've got Wikipedia open at the moment. <laughs> I never use it. The question. I've caught or... you using it. Anyway, this song. Yeah. I think it was in excess. The guy says, uh, All I got now in my defense is my innocence. And I'll be, I think it was, hypnotized. And this guy phoned up Richard and Judy and said that he'd always thought that it was all I got now in my defense is my anal sex. (laughs) (laughs) When you listen to it, you can never quite hear it again because it does actually sound like that. But Mm. I'd never thought of that before. But it was just so funny because Richard and Judy went completely and utterly silent. And obviously the camera crew must have wanted to laugh their heads off, but Richard eventually said something like, uh, okay, um, uh, thank you very much. Um, let, let's go over to Dr. Phil or something like that. 
Okay, Jimmy, you've slipped up on question one and question two. Not doing so well, pal. Mm. Uh, question number three. Uh, this is a track by the Rolling Stones, true or false. I'll never leave your pizza burning. I'll never leave your pizza burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not a clue. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, the only song I can think of at all with pizza in it is uh, Alice, Alice Cooper's um, Feed My Frankenstein, where he says, I'm a hungry man, but I don't want pizza. I'm going to burn down your house, and now I'm going to eat you. Um, that is the only one, literally. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy, you were shite. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I, I'm going to say, it's not, I'm going to say no. It's false. <laughs> oh god i'm saying nothing <laughs> till i speak to my solicitor <laughs> <laughs> so am i I'll right? never be i'll never be your beast of burden <laughs> well it sounds very much like pizza doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> speaking about those uh lyrics jimmy uh, johnny <laughs> johnny nash oh yeah <laughs> i can see Claire Lee, the woman Claire Lee, now Lorraine has gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can see clearly now. Yeah, Lorraine I got it. Has got it. I got it. Oh, God. Bon I, I never even thought of that one. <laughs> bon Jovi, actual lyric, Jimmy. It doesn't make a difference if you make it or not. The misheard lyric, Jimmy. Back in my days, was it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Palmer was a classy one for me. <laughs> you might as well, you might as well face it. You're a dick with a glove. <laughs> Here's one. Remember for that track? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, who was this by? I remove umbilicals. <laughs> Where are you from? You, you sexy, sexy thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of this nonsense. <laughs> and now for something completely different. And now with the help of our friends Hackett Technologies in Cross Malina, Ireland, we're going to see if Chris, the talking dog, has managed to get Donald Trump to take his legal issues seriously or not. What are you doing with that driftwood that I'd carefully collected and piled up so that we can start to build a raft? Do you not want to get off this island, Donald? Why are you wearing a tie? Let me tell you, Chris, I've built the best courtrooms, the most fantastic courtrooms. Nobody builds courtrooms like me. This courtroom is going to be tremendous, and we're going to have the best trials. Believe me. Donny, you can't just set up a courtroom here. We have better things to do. We need to build a raft, and the roof of our hut is leaking. Chris, I've been a tremendous judge my whole life, always making tremendous judgments. This island needs justice, and I'm going to provide it, just like I've provided the best golf courses and the best hotels. This is ridiculous, Donald. Chris, do your prosecutor thing. Prosecute something. Go on, boy. Fine. Uh, we're here to talk about a coconut theft case. Yes. Tremendous. Very important case. 
So who's the defendant? Well, normally that's been established before the court is in session. For example, you've had numerous charges against you that you've been facing in court if you hadn't got Dr. Himmler to whisk us away to this confounded island. Some might call it even evading justice. Fake news. I love justice, especially when it serves me. I'm a winner. Look at Giuliani. He couldn't get the money together to escape. He's accepted his fate like a good loser. Show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. I'm the greatest at winning. So who's the defendant today? Those two crabs over there. Crabs? I've never had crabs. Stormy Daniels tried to say I gave them to her. Hillary has crabs. Most people can't handle crabs. The secret is that you grab them by the pussy. I'm warning you, I'm very tolerant. And I put up with a lot of nonsense from you, but I will not have you using language and imagery that's considered offensive by the canine community. Okay, Chris. Sorry about that. Who did you say was on trial again? Rudy Giuliani? Biden? That lunatic in the buffalo horns? For God's sake, I said that crab over there. Okay, okay. I will preside over the case... And that crab will receive a fair trial, an American trial. So help me, God. Are you ready, Donald? What? Oh, yeah. Crab, you're a thief. A tremendous thief. You stole that coconut, didn't you? What did he say, Chris? You're an animal? Look, I may be an animal, but I'm only trying to talk to less intelligent, sentient beings than myself. Like you. Thanks very much, Chris. I've always been sentient. How does he plead? Your Honor, the crab says it's a coconut. It's not like anyone was eating it. Order in my court. Chris, ask the crab if it pleads guilty or not guilty. Crab, guilty or not guilty. How do you plead? The crab says it's not guilty, but it took the coconut to try and get a better life for him and his family. When crabs send their people, they're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems here. They are not our friends, believe me. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Uh, Donald, wasn't that the Mexicans? Same thing, Chris. We're going to get them to build a wall out of coconuts to keep the cartels out and we'll deduct the money from their foreign aid. I'm not sure where to start here. Chris, I'm the judge. We have to follow the process. Now, I need a moment to deliberate. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this. You really are a fucking moron. Silence in court. I've reached a decision. The crab is sentenced to community service. It will help us build the wall. A big, beautiful wall. Guilty. What next? Sentencing a cat in absentia for sleeping on the job. Militant cats burning our flag, burning pictures of George Bush right after 9-11. Seriously, I'm done. I'm going to read my book. Chris. Sorry, Chris. Will you read Janet and John out loud to me again? (laughs) Jimmy, make no bones about it, pal. Chris is one smart dog. By the way, Jimmy, he sounds... He sounds a bit like you, Jimster. Well, he, he does a little bit. I mean, I mean, I, if I were this kind of um, you know, very pedantic kind of South, Southeast English person, he could sound a bit like me, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but I think that's just a coincidence, really. Yeah. As, as for Donny Boy, Jimmy, 
Well, if we can quote the great Irish philosopher, Jimster, the best part of that bloke ran down his father's leg. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe you've just said that. I cannot believe that you've just said that today. You know, because I actually was talking to uh, somebody today. Yeah. And I didn't say down, uh, I said ran down his mother's leg. Because it's actually more likely, isn't it, down the mothers? But isn't that funny that you should say that on the same day that I said it? Isn't it just? I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. tell you who I was saying it about. Well, you don't know them not. anyway, but I'm not going to say it anyway because Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably listening. Sorry, uh, the person in question is probably listening. <laughs> I didn't mean Arnold Schwarzenegger because he hasn't made friends with us and then broken friends with us like a certain young man mm -hmm. from Coronation Street. Anyway enough of that um yeah it's it's been a bit of a, a funny week i mean you remember that song we did the other week uh ray about or that we played the other week by the two jews about the dinner and the shawarma <laughs> yeah yeah well i got a really nice message off them really nice message off them mm -hmm. at the weekend um so i which which i wasn't really expecting and um, so I, I think we're going to have some more of their stuff on. Um, if you listen to that episode, I can't remember what the name of it was now. But I think it was two episodes ago. I think yeah, it was it actually, Yeah, it was. Something to do with spit roasts or something like that. Um, yeah, the, 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 the two Jews, these uh, two comedians and singers from Berlin, or in Berlin at least, uh, they said some pretty nice things about our show, but I think we're going to do some stuff with them again. So check them out on YouTube. And also, yeah, I think we're going to get them in and we're going to play a couple more of their songs. I hope it's okay with you people in podcast land if we start playing a few more songs because I wrote a cracker today. Absolute cracker. You don't know about that one yet, right? Anyway, mm -hmm. now something else weird, Ray, that happened last week is that um, you, you may have seen this on Facebook and I might, might have told you about it, but I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, trying to work out how old I am, yeah, maybe 15 years ago, I was teaching English as a foreign language at the college in Kirkcaldy in Fife in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And we had lots of students in from all over the world. Um, I mean, <laughs> mainly they were... Polish people, but we had people in from all over, and there were some German students came in, and um, it was my last year uh, working there before I uh, moved on to Germany. And we got a really great group of German guys who came in, three of them, and um, God, you can hear the mosque outside, can't you? Even if, uh, <laughs> even through the pub noise, well, I can anyway. I don't know if it'll come out in the mic, but. Um, yeah, these three German guys, I used to see them around in the pubs every now and again, and they were in my classes, and I used to do quite an entertaining set of lessons. I think it probably has a closet exhibitionist. And um, <laughs> Mitch got in touch with me this week, and apparently he was looking through his... Um, he had to fill in a tax return in Germany. So he was looking through all his tax boxes from yesteryear and he found some notes that i'd written for him because they'd asked me how to swear in english 
And I'd written a whole page of A4. I didn't think there was anything wrong with this. It wasn't as if I was teaching seven-year-olds. They were 25. And I think I was about 34 at the time. 30, yeah, 34, 33. And um, so I wrote all this down, uh, what swear words you can use, the situations you can use them in. And it was just exclusively for them. It wasn't less material. Some arsehole on Facebook told me that was inappropriate. And obviously... Uh, he can get to uh, get to Falkirk, and um, yeah, well, he found this and he sent me a message of it, and uh, he posted it on Facebook as well, and I was absolutely delighted. And then, out of the blue, he sent me a lost in translation story. So here he is. Yorma's lost in translation. I am sorry, my friend, but I do not know what the hell you are talking about. Okay, Jim. <laughs> I want to have something for lost in translation. Mm. Over a decade ago, I studied in Kirkcaldy, Scotland. Maybe <laughs> you have it still in your mind. It was just an exchange semester to improve my English language. And uh, yeah, the best way to get closer to a different culture is to learn slang words and visit some pubs. Um, to make the long story short, um, if you don't have a cigarette in Scotland, you ask, can I have a fag, please? And well, after years, I used this knowledge in a bar in Topeka in the United States. It was the only bar in the near of the university and I, I asked a guy for a fag. Unfortunately, it was a gay bar and I had really, really trouble. Sounds funny. I swear it was not in this moment. Lost in translations can be really painful. <laughs> Holy smoke, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know the, what he said, the best way is the slang way. That's the best way to learn. Yeah, it is. But, it is. But, but, one must be careful when asking for a bag. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's a funny one, that, isn't it? Because, you know, all over the UK and in Ireland, uh, uh, that's an absolutely okay word that means... Uh, when I was in college, Jimmy. Cigarette. Yeah, back in the day. Which, uh, get the fags out, lads. Get the fags yeah. out. Yeah. And... Well, I don't know, Jimmy, when you were in Scotland or which part of England you were living at the time when you were in college, we used to always say, leave me the guts, the guts, G-U-T-S, leave me the guts of that flag, which is the very <laughs> in part, you know, just to get the last pull out of it, Jimmy. Do you understand me? Yeah, the yeah. Guts. I think I think we called it the last drags, but I, I really can't yeah. remember. We called it the guts. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word for it. It's a good word mm. for it. But it, it's funny, that one, isn't it? You know, I mean, he learned that word, and obviously he thought, well, it's so much better than saying cigarette. And it is, unless you're in America. But, you know, we did but, that episode, but, but, Ray. But, but, yeah. but, but, with a capital T. <laughs> yeah. But, but when we did that episode, Ray, and yeah. uh, we called it Rolling a Fag, Two Enemas, yeah. and, and something else. Yeah. I got what in trouble on Facebook for that. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, Facebook got in touch with me and said that it violated their policy on, um, I don't know what, gender, sexual, something, equality or, or something. But you can't appeal against it, of course. 
Well, it's terrible, isn't it, Jimmy, the weird yeah, world today? I tell you what, just whilst we're we're talking about this in Scotland, I do love it when you fly into Edinburgh Airport and they have a very organised smoking area, not like Turkey where the whole country mm-hmm. is a smoking area. But there's a, the place where you can stand and have your cigarettes and there's a sign on the bin that just says, stick your butt here, which I, always <laughs> makes me laugh. And I take a photograph of it every time I'm there and I never remember to send it to anybody or post it anywhere, but that's good, isn't it? Brilliant. And uh, Mitch, the interesting thing about that one was that um, a couple of after after I left that job and moved to Germany, a couple of things went um, awry in my private life, and uh, I lost a lot of contact with people, as often happens. And about I don't know what, maybe five years later. I was crossing the road in the centre of Berlin and it was just, it was a railway tunnel actually, under the, no it wasn't, it was a road with the railway going above it and um, just crossing the road contemplating whether I should go and have a a döner, not a shawarma (laughs) and I just hear somebody calling my name in a German accent so obviously he says, Jim, Jim. And I look, and it's him, of all the people, of all the world. I mean, I'd never seen him anywhere else except Scotland before. And it's him, he's crossing the road, going the other way to me, going to the fast food place on the other side of the road. So we end up having a little uh, chat together. We ended up going for a few beers the next week afterwards. And uh, yeah, we've been in touch ever since. So nice story, eh? Absolutely, that's great, Jimmy. Yeah, it's weird as well, though. It's a very small world. Isn't it just? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, you're a great man. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Chin chin. Thank you very much for the story, mates. That was fantastic. We forgot to say. <laughs> Good skills, pal. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the Week Shakers comes in from Stephen Hennessy, Gemster, in Wales. Hello, Stephen. A bloke, Jimmy, phoned Heart Radio today to enter their mystery prize competition. The Mm -hmm. presenter answered and said, congratulations on being the first caller. All you need to do is answer the following question correctly to win our mystery prize. Grand star prize, Jimster. That's fantastic, he called out in delight. Feeling confident, the presenter asked, It's a geography question. Well, I've got a degree in geography from Oxford University, the bloke proudly said, Jimmy. And I've taught geography to A-level students for the last 20 years. Get out of that. Okay, then. To win our grand prize of two VIP tickets... To see Everton play and Wehey to meet all the players after the game. What is the capital of France? Bristol, he replied. (laughs) 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 Go on, you good thing. (laughs) uh, Deepest apologies to all our Everton supporting friends out there. (laughs) Fucking Bristol. 
It's what Bill Shankly used to say, didn't he? He used to say there are two great teams in Liverpool. Don't ever forget that. So a lot of people forget Everton, don't they? They don't even realise that Everton is in Liverpool. But he said, you know, two great teams in, in Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool and Liverpool reserves. <laughs> but it's all just a bit of banter and we don't talk sport on this show. Which we is just as well, do, considering yeah. I didn't know some kind of, what was he called, a prop fullback <laughs> or something like that. I confused him with a curry or whatever. Anyway, who gives a shake? <laughs> so bollocks, Jimmy. It is. Anyway, that's all, folks. Next week, we've got Lisa Morrow back with us, talking hitchhiking in Turkey. And we've got Loud Grossman, I think he's called, looking through the keyhole or some other hole into one of our favourite celebrities' homes. Wow. Looking forward to having uh, inside and outside uh, Turkey back, by the way. Yes, good one. Yeah do like our Lisa great mm-hmm. she really gives in-depth uh, look at uh, Turkey you would swear that she was here for years and years wouldn't you Jimmy well she is she, she's <laughs> she, she, is. she kind of is isn't she um, but seriously yeah seriously though if you if you are interested in Turkey I mean why not uh, Lisa's got some really good books out there that really explain a lot of personal anecdotes, but also a lot about how you get around here as well. So why don't you look her up, Lisa Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W. Also, Shakers, thanks so much for all your support. Let's have some more Lost in Translation stories, like our Mitch's today. Uh, If you have been embarrassed, or have you embarrassed yourself abroad, just keep posting on Black Milkshake, Shakers. Yep. And also, and most importantly, please share this podcast link and tag uh, Jorma Kirko and Ray Mack, if that's easier to spell. Uh, The podcast link that you're listening on right now and write a short line about why you enjoyed today's show, maybe, or the show in general. Especially to all you silent Malaysians who are now becoming our biggest audience and we don't have a clue who you are, but thanks also to all the Russians who've been listening in the last week. Good. Uh, Failing that, everybody, just tell a friend to listen, or if you're listening on Apple, give us a review, please. Special thanks to Morgan Freeman, Donald Trump, and Hackett Technologies in Cross Malina. James Joyce, Irish Pub Istanbul, Grow Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew, next week, Shakers. Until next week, good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormar Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023